So we're going to continue on Daf Pevav Amin Aleph 86a. And the Gemara is trying to bring a proof to which types of lavin will get wiped away for doing um, with Yom Kippur, right? So the Gemara says, Tashma, come in here, proof. Rabbi Yehuda Eimer, Kol Shuhu, anything, Mi Losisa Ulamata, that is less than Losisa, which is the lav taking Hashem's name in vain, Shuva Mechaparas, repenting will wipe it clean. Milosisa Lamaila, anything which is more significant and more severe than Losisa, than the Isser of, of taking Hashem's name in vain. Chuva Taila, then if you do Chuva, if you do repentance, then it will cause it to be suspended. It won't get punished yet. The Yom Kippur and Yom Kippur is going to do the final wiping away of the sin. Losisa, so you have to explain again, that's not a proof. In other words, seemingly what we see is that only Losisa and below is going to be taken care of just by Chuva. But a regular lab would require more than just those seas, would require more than just repentance to take away. It would require Yom Kippur to take it away. So the Gemara says, once again, you can answer the same answer. When it says low sisa, it doesn't mean only low sisa. It means low sisa and anything which is in the same category as that, all other laven as well. Tashima, come in here, Lefisha Namar, because it is written, the Chorev, about in Chorev, right? In other words, with the golden calf, it is written, Chuva bin Nake. It's written that he shall do Chuva, and then Hashem will wipe clean. Yachal af losisa. I might have thought to say that losisa imahin, the not taking Hashem's name in vain, is also included in these types of um, wiped away by tshuva. Tamalomar, therefore, the pasuk says lo yinake, but he will not clear away. In other words, Hashem will not clean the people who actually are guilty. So yachal af shar chayave laven I might have thought to say that even all other chayave laven, other negative prohibitions, would also be in the same category. Tamalomar, therefore, the pasuk says es shemay. Right, that only the only person will not be cleared of guilt for having done so is someone who takes the Shem's name in vain. And the implication is that Hashem will not clear away your name, right? Will not uh, wipe clean the slate for other types of lav, and only for the lav of um, only for the lav of losis Hashem will not wipe clean. But for other lav, if you do chuva, Hashem will wipe it clean. The Gemara says Tanahi is really much like The Tanya will learn in a Baisa. Amat Shuva Mechaparas. What is Shuva going to wipe clean the slate for? What will repentance wipe clean the slate? Al Asay, Baal Loisa Seishinitik Vasay. For an Asay, a positive commandment that you did not do, and for a Losa Say that is able to be wiped away by doing an Asay. For a negative commandment that you can wipe away by doing an Asay. As we mentioned last night, an example of this is when you steal something, it says do not steal. If you steal, you have to return it. Since there is a positive commandment associated with returning the stolen object, it actually wipes away the negative prohibition. In what case is it that tshuva, the repentance, is going to suspend your judgment or punishment, and then Yom Kippur is going to wipe it clean? Only for matters that the punishment is worthy of getting cut off completely. Or for death penalty carried out through best. And for actual regular negative commandments. Amar Mar Mar says, Since it says by Chorev, it says, You shall wipe clean. How do we know this? Because we learned in a Impossible to say that Hashem will completely clear it away. Why? It also says, He will not clear it away. And you can't say, He's not going to clear away your sin. Because it says, He will clear it away. How do you, how do you reconcile this contradiction? He clears away the guilt of those who do tshuva, those who repent and return to him. He does not clear away the guilt of those who do not repent and do not return to him. I think 
that there are four different types of, of sins that um, of ways in which you can uh, redeem yourself or cleanse yourself from sins. Rabbi Shemal has taught. Did you know this? Amar, so he returns response to him. There's only three types of, of ways that you can re redeem yourself for sin. And tshuva, repentance, that's absolutely necessary for each and every one of them. Let's say you do a, a positive commandment. In other words, you violate a positive commandment, and then you do tshuva. Then you're forgiven as soon as you do tshuva, right? In other words, for not carrying out a positive commandment, you're forgiven right away. It says, right? Return you his children return back to me. Let's say you violate a negative commandment for which the punishment will be malchus, will be lashes, and then you do tshuva. Then the tshuva, the repentance is going to cause that the punishment will be suspended. And then when Yom Kippur comes, it will wipe it clean. For on this day will atonement be made for you from all of your sins. In other words, all of your sins. Let's say you violate the sin for which the punishment is krisos, to be cut off, or to get the death of Bezdin carried out. And then you do tshuva. Then tshuva and Yom Kippur together are going to cause your sin. In other words, repentance and Yom Kippur passing together will cause your sin to be suspended. And having Yasurin will wipe it clean. Having you know punishments, difficulties, travails in your life will wipe it clean. Then I will visit their um, their, uh, their, tra their their transgression, I guess, with the rod and uh, and with the negayim and with their um, and with uh, this, um, you know the lashes abaynam their sin. But if someone does desecration of Hashem's name, and even tshuva is not going to be enough to suspend your punishment because of how severe Hashem judges that kind of action. And Yom Kippur is not going to be enough to, to achieve atonement for you. And suffering is not going to take care of it completely. All of these things are just going to cause that the sin is suspended and you don't get punished yet. And only Misa is going to wipe clean this slate. As it is written, excuse me, and the Lord of Legions revealed himself in my ears. This, if this sin shall be wiped away clean from you before you die. In other words, it will not be wiped away clean before you die. What's the case of Chalashem? What's considered desecration of Hashem's name? The Gemara is going to give us a list, and depending on what the person you are, it's a different level. I'm a Rav, enough for me, Rav, a great Amora, one of the first, the first Amora, sometimes considered to be a Tana even. If I would take money from the butcher and not pay right away, if I would pay using credit, that would be a desecration of a son's name. I'm a Rabbi, Abaya says, let me clarify the statement that Rav said. That's only true in a place where typically people don't not buy on credit. But a place where people buy on credit, then obviously there's no, there wouldn't be desecration if you buy on credit. I'm Ravina. Ravina says, by the way, you should know, which is a place near um, in, in Sura, I forget which one right now, that indeed is a place where typically people buy on credit. If Abaya would buy meat from two different partners, he would actually pay each of them separately. He would pay each partner separately by himself. Then he would bring them together. And then he would work out, oh, by the way, I actually paid each of you more than I should have, and then they work out the number. You don't want people to suspect him of not taking care of his dues. He says, for me, Rabbi Echanan says, if I, I, the great Rabbi Echanan, if I were to walk for Amos without wearing without wearing tefillin, without speaking Torah, that itself would be a chalashem. 
Yitzchak the Bey Rabbi Yannai Amar Yitzchak who learned in the Mismedrash of Rabbi Yannai said Kolshev Chaveir of Misvayshen any any person who is Chaveir of his if his colleagues Misvayshen Machmas Shmuasei are embarrassed because of the, the reputation that is perceived because of his actions Hainuchel Hashem that itself is a desecration of Hashem's name Amar Nachman Yitzchak going to Kamri Enchi Sharalei Mare Laplanya the way the way to understand this is when people say May Hashem forgive this person for having done what he did and that's somebody who we have to be embarrassed of Kolchel Hashem. Abaya says, right? Kidetanya, like learned in a brisev, you have to ask Hashem alikach, and you shall love Hashem your God. This teaches us that it has to be that your actions cause that Hashem's name to become more beloved, right? If someone is learning Torah and is studying Mishnah, man is serving the Tamid Chachamim, and he is correct in his business dealings, and he is carefully to be very pleasant with all creatures. What do people say about him? Blessed is the father. Fortunate is the father has taught him Torah. Fortunate is the, the teacher who taught him Torah. Woe unto those who have not studied the Torah. You look at this individual. He studied Torah. See how pleasant are his ways. Look how beautiful, how sweet in front of Hashem are his actions. Allah Akasvaimar about him the Torah says, Bayemali, and he said to me, Abdi Atta Yisrael Asherbacha Espaer, you are my servant Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Avami Shekaira Vishlaine, O Meshamish Tamikhamat, somebody who learns Torah and reads the Mishnah. And he is serving Tamil Khamim. Bain Masav Matane Bemuna, but he does not deal in terms of business dealings in a way that is trustworthy and above board. Bain di Bura Benachasmabrias, he does not speak pleasantly to his fellow man. What do his fellow man say about him? Woe is this man who learns Torah because it doesn't change him. He remains the same before and after. Woe unto the person his father taught him Torah. Woe unto his teacher taught him Torah. This individual, he learned lots of Torah. See how all his actions are. We see that the Torah does not change him. And how ugly are his ways. And about him, the Pasuk says, in that people say about him, Hashem These are the people of Hashem, and they have gone out of his land. Amar Chama Barachanina. Chana Barachanina says, Chuva is great because repentance is great because it brings healing to the world. It says, Arapa Nidava. I will heal those who are falling away from me, and I will love them with a free or voluntary type love. He brings a, a contradiction. What's the contradiction? It is written, It says, Return to me, my children who are backsliding, right? Originally, you were those who were backsliding away from me. And it says, And then it says, that Then I will heal your, your, um, your, backsliding, your, um, your backsliding. So the implication is that originally, that they themselves are going to be the repentant ones. And now it sounds like Hashem is going to help. Like cash, it's not a question. One time it is where you do tshuva out of love for Hashem, then Hashem is perfectly happy with you and everything is great. And one time is when you do tshuva out of fear of Hashem, in which case you don't want to reach the same level. Yehuda Rami, Ksiv, Yehuda asks a contradiction. It says that, return you children who have sliding away from me, and then I will heal your sliding. Ksiv, and it's also written, I am a master to you. And it will take you one out of a city and two out of a family. 
One time is talking about when you're returning to Hashem out of love or fear. Kanai, they assume one time is return, referring to fear, returning to Hashem, not, at, not even out of fear, but because you've actually suffered already, in which case it's not as significant that you returned, you were suffering. I'm Rebbe Levi. How great is Shuva? It reaches up to the, the throne of honor. It says, Return to Israel to Hashem, your Lord. Turning the page now to Shuva is so great because it even wipes away a prohibition in the Torah. It says, If a man sends away his wife, and she goes away from him, and she goes to another man, is she allowed to go back to her again? No. When she's gone to another man, it's not possible. It would be terribly disgusting. You know, the land in which this would happen. And you've gone to many other lovers and still you're going to come back to me. So see, it's forbidden for a man to take back a wife who has gone to other people. But us, we, Yisrael, Hashem accepts us back even when we've been to many other lovers along the way. It brings about the redemption. It says, And a redeemer will come to Zion. And to those who turn away from transgression in Yaakov. Why is it that the, that the redeemer will come to Israel? Because of those who turn away from the transgression in Yaakov. is great. Repentance is great. Because of Tshuva. The premeditated sins then become like shkagos, um, like things that are done accidentally. Return, O Israel, to Hashem your God. Because you have stumbled in your sins. Right? So a sin, avon, the word avon, iniquity, means something that you did intentionally. And still we call it something that you stumbled. Right? So, any is this so? Rishlagos takes a step further. He says, your tshuva is so great. That when you do tshuva, the thing that you did wrong, Hashem actually says, no, this is not just, it's not just no longer a bad, it's actually a good, it's a mitzvah now. It says, when the wicked person turns away from his rishas, from his wickedness, and then he does that which is good and correct, that, that is what he will live by. It seems like that which he did that was wrong, when he turns away from it, it actually is now accounted for him as a mitzvah. Once again, the answer is, if you do tshuva out of ava, then your zedainus, the things that you did that were wrong and were sins, actually become in front of Hashem's eyes as if they were a good thing. But when you do things that, that were, you did things wrong, and then you, you did tshuva, but only miyira, only out of fear of punishment. So then when you return to Hashem, they only get back to a certain level, but you don't get all the way to the level of becoming a mitzvah. Tshuva is great because it, it, it creates an extension of the years of man. It says, because if you return, if the wicked man turns back from his wickedness, then he will live a long life. So we see it extends your life. They say in the West, in Israel. I'm sorry. Yeah, in Israel. Come and see how not like the measures of Hashem are the measures of man made out of flesh and blood. Measure of someone made out of flesh and blood. If he angers his friend using words. Suffolk bias. It is a doubt as to whether or not he will cause his friend to be appeased with his words, a doubt whether he will not cause his friend to be appeased with his words. And if you would say he could appease his friends with his words, he might try, but he might be able to appease him. He might not be able to. Someone does a sin, in hiding. He can still 
because he's able to pacify Hashem using words. Says, Take with you words and return to Hashem. Not just this, Hashem even says that this is a good thing. It says, and you take something good. Not just this, Hashem looks at it as if you've actually brought um, cows as offerings, right? For the thing that you did wrong, once you did tshuva, it's actually looked at as a good thing. And we will give instead of um, instead of uh, cows, we will give the works of our lips. Maybe you'll say this is only referring to parechayva, the, the bulls that you're supposed to be bringing, right? And not for the bulls that are are um, you know voluntary. says, right? To turn back from the the people who are doing the wrong thing, I will love them without any uh, without any reason. Tanya, we learned in Rabbi Tshuva is great because of one person who does tshuva, one individual. The entire world can be forgiven at sin. says, I will heal the, those who are backsliding and I will love them for free, basically. Right? I will love them without any, without any recompense, right? without any real call for me to love them. Because my anger is turned away even from him, Mimenu, individual. It doesn't say from the many, from one individual. How does someone turn into a Baal Someone who has owned his repentance. The sin that he has done previously, it comes to his hand, opportunity again and again, and he does not end up doing it. But Isha has to be more than that. Not just the same sin, but the same sin with the same woman. But Isa Parak at the same time, but Isa Makim in the same place, right? Amr of Yehuda, Rav Ramik Siv, Rav asked the contradiction. It's written, Ashrei Nasoi Pasha, Hitsoi Cheta. Happy is he, the one whose transgression is forgiven and whose sin is, uh, you know, pardoned. Mik Siv, and it's also written, He who tries to cover up his sin is not going to be Matzliach, is not going to be successful. In other words, he doesn't confess it. Like Kasha, Ha Bechet Moforsim, Ha Bechet Sheinai Moforsim. If certain things which everybody knows about already, you have to confess publicly. But certain sins which nobody knows about, then you should not confess publicly. You should only speak between you and God. When you do a sin between man and your fellow person, and one thing about a sin between us and God, between us and God, we don't, we declare it privately. Between us and our fellow man, we declare it publicly. Person does a sin once, twice, three times, it's forgiven him if he does chupa. Revius in Mechel, the fourth time it's not forgiven. Shnema, as it's written, Payamar Hashem. Ashlesha Pisha Yisrael, Val Arba Leashivanu. On four of the, of the, of the um, three transgressions of Israel, but on four I will not return. So the first three he will return, but the fourth he will not. And Nemran says, Hain Kal Ele Yifal El Pa'amim, Shalish Im Gever. All of these things Hashem does twice or three times with a man. What does it mean? And why do you need a second verse? We already proved it from the first one. Maybe you would say this is only true when it's a community. Then he can be forgiven three times. But maybe for an individual, even three times is too much. Therefore, the Pasuk gever. These things Hashem does even three times, but with one individual. So we see from here that even three times Hashem forgives even for one individual. We learned in the If you did a sin one year before Yom Kippur, and then you did tshuva and you were you said confession on it on Yom Kippur, the next year you don't have to say it again. But if you repeat it again in between, then you have to repeat it the next year on Yom Kippur. You have to repeat the confession because you did the sin again. But if you did not do them again, and then you said 
confession about them. About them that they're assessed. The curse is not such a good thing because if you see that you're getting too fixated on the sin that you did in the past, it's not so healthy. You need to be able to move past it. Once you do your tshuva, once you see your repentance, you should forget about it. Only a fool repeats the same actions again. What do you mean? It's actually more praiseworthy. Because I know my sins. And I think about my sin at all times. So I'll never forget again. So he argues and says, so how do I fulfill the verse that says that it's like a dog who's swallowing his own vomit? Like Ravuna. Ravuna says a fascinating and very deep psychological insight. If you have done a sin, more than once, it becomes to you permitted. What do you mean it becomes to you permitted? It's not permitted. It's actually permitted. Rather read that it becomes to him as if it has become permitted. Because in his mind, that's the, the state that it reaches, right? Because if you do something more than once, it becomes habit. And when it becomes habit, you think everything's permitted. And when you're confessing your sin, you have to confess it with all the details. It says, Please, Hashem, these people have sinned a great sin. And they made a god out of gold right after the golden calf. These are the words of Rabbi Yudam Baba. Rabbi Yudama Baba. Right? Rather, this is something else. Rather, we should read it like this. Fortune is one whose transgression is covered, right? Whose sin is going to be forgiven. What is it that Meshur Rabbeinu says? That they made for them golden god. says in front of Hashem. The Kesef and Zav that you that you caused Bnei Yisrael to have lots of gold and silver until they said enough, right? Too much. That was the cause of them worshiping gods of gold. There were two Parnasim, uh, two people who took care of them came for Yisrael. He said, let my sin be written down. It says, in the Torah, it's written, Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu after he does the sin of hitting the rock, because you did not believe in me properly to cause me to become, um, become sanctified. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu writes down his own sin in the Torah, right? David, Amar, Al Yikasif Sirchoni. David says, do not write down my sin. He says, he says you should hide it. The parable can be drawn about Moshe Rabbeinu's behavior where he says, let my sin be written down. And David says, let my sin be concealed. What can you compare it to? Two women. They get punished in one bezdin. One of them had slept with someone who she's not allowed to. And one of them had eaten um, you know, figs that are not yet ripe, which is not permitted, right? But it's not obviously the same level of sin. So Amr Lahan, so these two women are leaving the court at the same time. Amr Lahan, the one who ate the, the figs of Shvias. She says, Please notify everyone what I'm getting punished for. Because we don't, I don't want other people to say. <coughs> the same reason why the other person got punished for sleeping with someone she's not allowed to. Zuloka, that's why she's getting punished. I don't want people to think that. So they bring these unripe fruits of Shvias, of the Shmiti year, but they hang them on her neck. And they say out, out before her, they say, The reason why she's getting punished. Is for having dealt in figs of the Shviyas year, of the Shemitah year. Now, in general, you should actually try to expose people whose behavior are the way that they act is not really the way that they make believe that they act. So if you know someone's a hypocrite, well, sooner or later, it's going to come out that they're really acting in an improper way. And people will think, oh, he's just a holy Jew 
who just acted improperly, that would be a chil Hashem, that's the Hashem's name. They don't know that he's really not so holy. So you should expose them so people realize that he's not so holy. Shemaz is written of a should tzaddik mitzitkai. When a righteous man turns away from doing good, but also evil and does something bad, then he's going, Hashem is going to lay a mechshel, a stumbling block in front of him. Tshuva, next point. Tshuva ha-mechlatin ma'akavasaparvanas. If you have tshuva, that is of someone who has sinned and knows for sure that he sinned, when he does tshuva, when he repents, it will wipe away his sin. And even if the punishment is ready, written down and sealed, ready to be handed out to him. The living, uh, the cureless, or the, the serenity, serene living of a wicked person, in the end, it's going to end with a bad thing. And power buries those who is going to use them. When you come to this world, you come to this world naked. And you leave this world naked as well. And if only his coming in would be like his going out, that we should leave life as innocent, as clean as we are when we come in. Ravki having upik the maiden and Dino, and Rav would go into judge, make judgment in court. Amarachi would say this. But out of his own will, he hastens towards death. But Baisa, less And the wishes of his house he's not able to carry out. The Rake on the is going to return empty-handed to his house. And if only the going into this world would be as I'm sorry, the, the, the going out would be as clean as the going in. Rabbi have enough of Kadino and Rabbi would go to court. Amar Hachi, he would say this, turning the page now. Out of his own accord, he goes towards death. And the wishes of his house, he's unable to fulfill. And he returns empty to his house. And would it be that the way he comes in should be the way he goes out? And when and when he sees someone coming, uh, an entourage is supporting him, Amr, he would say, right? although his, uh, his excellence, right, his, um, his leadership should go up to, to go up to heaven, and it he reaches the clouds, even so, in the end, he will die and die the same way his uh, same way his, uh, his excrement dies. In other words, this is a way to keep a level head and to remain humble, even though everyone is honoring him. Those who have seen him will say, Ayay, where is Rav Zitra? When Rav Zitra was going out, when he was carried on other people's shoulders on Shabbos, that was before Yom Tif, when he would teach the laws of Yom Tif, he would say, the, the, his wealth is not forever. And the crown is not going to last forever and ever. Right. So in other words, he's also trying to remember that to be humble. It's not good to respect someone who is wicked. It's not good for wicked people that they should be treated nicely in this world. It's not good for Achav that he was had got wealth in this world. It says, because he humbled himself in front of me. I will not bring evil in his days. To turn aside the righteous one in the judgment. That would be good. It is good for righteous people that they should not get favored in this world. It's good for Moshe Rabbeinu who is not given favor in this world. It says, you do not believe in me to sanctify me. If you would have believed in me, your time to leave the world would not have left. Fortunate are the righteous ones. It's not enough that they themselves are going to be zaychen, that they will merit, but they also bring merit to their children and to their children's children until the end of the 
generations. How many sons the Aaron had? That deserved to be burned like They were left over, implying that they also could have gotten punished. But the merit of their father saved them to protect them. A little further, woe is to the wicked ones. Not just have they rendered themselves guilty. They've also rendered guilty even for their sons and many sons until the next generation. There are many sons for Canaan who were able to be worthy of being smicha uh, happened to them. Tavi, who was the servant of Rabbi Gamliel, was from Canaan and he was able to become worthy of, of becoming ordained as a rabbi. So rather, the, the, um, the sins of his grandfather, Canaan, caused that he was not able to be ordained. But in theory, he should have actually been or, ordained. Okay, so we'll stop over here. Um,